Ladies and gentlemen, it's about time to take your seats for the James Whale Radio Show Experience. Ah, thank you very much indeed. Nice to have you with us here on a week uh, when we looked back at probably the most boring piece of television ever. Uh, that was the BAFTAs. Didn't see it. No, well, you didn't miss anything, and I only saw little bits of it uh, whilst uh, preparing, of course, for this uh, mega broadcast of ours here uh, on the radio, on the iPad, on the uh, tablet, on the, I don't know, or any, anything you want. Um and I just, I thought, why? You know, the BBC devoted, what was it, three hours to loveys slapping themselves on the back and making political comment. And, you know, not that I mind people speaking their minds and saying what they think, but the whole the whole business, they're all dressed up in flipping, I don't know, frocks. That f the, 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 the amount of women pulling their frocks up and trying to get themselves straight and the blokes there looking as if they were trying to be so cool that they didn't really care whether they won or lose. Who gives a shit? I mean, let's be honest about it. Do we, we don't, you know, we, we don't give a film award ceremonies and show them on television for the greengrocer, the butcher, the plumber the candlestick maker, Uncle Tom Cobley and all, do we? We should, though. Well, possibly we should. And I know we love celebrities. Yeah, well, we love seeing them. You know, we like seeing them in OK Magazine. Uh, we like seeing how they live, perhaps. We like seeing them doing what they do with their acting or their singing or their reality television programmes or whatever it is that these celebrities do. Um but not sitting there congratulating themselves for being amazing, wonderful people. And if I have to hear that fuck, fuck, stupid twat, have you got enough bleeps for that, by the way? I, uh, well, I've, I've got ample bleeps, yeah. I mean, the bleeps is just a little file. I just can put many in. Good, good. Um, for the bloke who hosted it, whose name's gone right out of my mind. The one who thinks he's funny and always goes on about his mental illness. Graham Norton. No, not Graham Norton. I like Graham. Stephen Fry. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, he is so annoying and so... Oh, dear. I'm sorry. And I don't, I don't really care who knows that I, don't, I can't stand him. I'm, I'm sure he's a nice bloke, but I just, it, just, it just annoys me. It just annoys me. Um, so that didn't start the week off terribly well. Are you just grumpy because you didn't win Best Reality TV Star? No. Okay. I didn't even know they had one. I don't, I don't, anyway, I don't want to win awards. I don't want to be awarded for doing something that I actually like doing. Yeah, I suppose it does take the fun out of it a bit. You know, I mean, what was the last award? I think, I think The Voice magazine... You won several whale awards a few years a few years ago. Oh dear! Look, you have got to stop drinking while we're doing this show. Lloyd's of London are stopping their staff drinking, 
And I think on the James Whale radio show, we have to stop drinking while we're doing the programme. Do you understand? I didn't think there was anything wrong with taking Coke while on the show. Well, there is, because you slur your words the whole time. Okay. I'll try not to. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad about that. Welcome to all our new listeners, by the way, uh, for radio stations all over the place. I'm sorry about the bleeps, but sometimes I just get f***ing annoyed. Not as much as I do in the editing suite after the show. <laughs> oh, dear. So there we are, Stephen Fry, self-congratulatory little... Well, he's not little, is he? He's very tall. Apparently he's got millions of followers on Twitter. Probably a good idea to wind him up and annoy him. I mean, he, his talent, where does his talent come from? He sits there pontificating as if he knows everything about everything. He is the most annoying up-himself person I think I have ever seen on the television. He's quit his job in QI, hasn't he? I don't know. I don't care. I just, I mean, I just every now and then you catch him being interviewed and he's soporific. He should get an award for being the most soporific, soporific, soporific person if I knew what that meant. Mind you, I expect Stephen Fry knows what it means, because Stephen Fry knows what everything means, doesn't he? And he's never very, very long in telling you that he knows everything. He's, he's another Boris Johnson, isn't he? I can't even... I've got to have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I would if I were you. Um, yeah, well, actually, Stephen Fry and Boris Johnson could be cut from the same cloth. They do look... They do have fairly similar... Facial expressions. You're right. You're right. Stephen Fry, Boris Johnson. Very similar. Very similar indeed. Um, anyway, we better get on with the program. Uh, if you've never listened to this before, this is the James Whale Radio Show podcast, which, uh, of course, is available uh, wherever you're listening to it, to be honest with you. Wherever you. I always find it funny when radio stations give out the um, where, where they're broadcasting from um, because you know, because you're listening to them. And if you're interested, you go and find it anyway. So uh, we are uh, we are available online. Uh, we're available through certain radio stations. Go to the website, jameswhaleradio.co.uk. Facebook us. Tweet. What is, what is your Twitter address? Um, James Whale Radio Show, isn't it? I thought it was the James Whale. Well, there's that one. What's the other one? Uh, Dead Air Podcast. No, the, we got one for the show, haven't we? Oh, James Whale Show, yeah. You're an idiot sometimes. I thought I'd get them all in, you see. Yeah. I mean, I, actually, you could just email me, uh, Radio at gmail.com. Yeah. Radio at gmail.com. We've covered everything now. Radio at gmail.com, yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, get in touch. If your name is Stephen Fry, we'd love to hear from you. Would you really, though? Yeah, be, well, everybody's everybody's entitled to uh, their opinion. He might want to get off his chest what he thinks about me. I'm sure he would. I'm sure he couldn't care less. Um, okay, so uh, where were we? Uh, well, I'm here and you're there. That's right. Um, and uh, actually, we got some letters in this week. Yeah, I was a bit worried about putting them in this week. Why? Well, it seemed rather harsh. Oh, I don't care. Let's have a look. Uh, Mark Williams. Um, and by the way, if you want to send, uh, get in touch, jameswellradio at gmail.com. Dear James, I've got a question for you. Why are you so ineffectual? There is what There's one. Okay. Why are you stealing our oxygen? There's another. Um, you've somehow managed to make a lifelong career out of being complete rubbish. I'd love to know how to earn such a high salary purely from being a total tosser. Uh, not only that, a male reading, son reading, tosser into the bargain. Seriously, 
the UK has serious problems if it lionises the likes of bellends like you, and it does. Uh, such a crap state of affairs. My country is rapidly going down the toilet thanks to celebrity culture. I genuinely despair of the future. Yeah, but you're an idiot, you see, Mark. And uh, because idiots don't have much talent, you are there listening to my diatribe um, and getting very angry. And I'm here giving it out to you, getting paid for it, Mark. So who is the most intelligent, all right? Who is the bigger bell end? Me, for getting paid for doing it, or you for just sucking it up, loser. No, I enjoyed that one. Thank you very much indeed. Can I just clarify one thing? What? Is bellend allowed on the radio? I don't even know what it means. The end of a bell? Yeah. That's what he... Well, he put it, didn't he? Yes, several times. Yeah. 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 So, I, I, I mean, I bell what? end like I, I presume it's something to do with a bell not ringing properly. I don't know. I really don't care. I, I don't care. Do you know, there used to be a guy called Mark Williams who, who worked on the radio uh, with me at Metro Radio in the 70s in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. I bet it's him because he was absolutely useless. And he was one of those useless people who got into radio and thought he was the bee's knees... Um, and he was just terrible. And he, he moaned all the time that he got put on in the middle of the night um, and couldn't work out why he wasn't doing the breakfast show. And, of course, people are very nice or were very nice. So I told him, I said, because you're crap. Because you just, you know, you, you're just nothing. You have to, to, to be interested, you have to at least have a point of view that we could disagree with or agree with. But you've got nothing. You are Nothing. So I wonder if that Mark Williams was the same as him. You say that to me all the time, though. Yeah, I know. Well, you don't take much notice, do you? No, I mean, I'm... No, well, when you start taking notice, or uh, and then, then my work will have been done. OK, all right. Because I will have got you to realise your inadequacies, and by that, you will then be able to sort them out. I'm not bothered, you know. That's the problem. That is the problem. And because a lot of people feel exactly the same as you, that's why we have got uh, an idiot as the leader of the free world. You're going to read the other one out? Yeah, a bit later on. A okay. bit later on. Let's not, let's not have too much of a good thing now. Um, if you want to get in touch, jameswellradio at gmail.com. Um, although I spend quite a lot of time and have done having a, a bit of a go at Donald Trump, and it is easy. I mean, it, I, I apologise for actually taking the easy option when, when having a go at him because he just lends himself to being a figure of fun. Um, although he did do something I thought was very good this week and didn't get an enormous amount of publicity. In fact, I thought some of the, the media misrepresented him in a way. He, he did say, uh, when he was talking to uh, the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu um, that he wanted to see a solution as quick as possible to the problems of the Middle East and he said uh, both sides, he said they have got to start accepting each other that the Palestinians have got to stop teaching their children to hate Jews and Israelis uh, and Israelis have got to stop uh, automatically seeing Palestinians as their enemy, they have got to both start uh, giving a little and tr trying to realise that human beings are human beings. You know, 
and they've got to actually start working together. There is, you know, there is no hope for them. And they're all supposed to be terribly religious. You've got, the, you know, the, the, the Jews are supposed to be terribly religious and the Muslims are supposed to be terribly religious and all they do is want to kill each other all the time. They just want to kill each other all the time or moan about each other all the time. It ain't going to work. Whilst they keep wanting to sort of drive each other into the sea, eradicate each other, there is no hope. There is absolutely no hope for them, and they don't know both sides, how stupid and idiotic they appear. That's the problem with religion. That's why I have a, a go about religion. You know, here we've got the, the Synod of the Church of England, the General Synod of the Church of England. Here's an organisation takes itself very seriously, so does everybody else, because you, in this world, you still got to pretend that religion has a place, right? So this imaginary being, there may well be a God, I don't know. And nor do they. And and probably nobody should ever know, all right, what the reality is. Um, and here, we, here they are taking and, and, and talking about, you know, they're debating. They're wasting their bloody time sitting in, I don't know where it is, in Canterbury, not far from where I am now, actually, um, discussing whether or not gay people should be allowed to get married. Well, if you're gay and you believe in uh, in 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 a god and you you follow christian principles or something but you happen to be sexually orientated to the same sex uh, so what's the problem what is the problem what is the problem with all these stupid religions who are more concerned about people's sexuality than anything else get over it no wonder i have contempt for all of you get over it you know if you were to show some real love and understanding there wouldn't be half the problems in the world and don't tell me oh and it's not all religion no it's not all religion you're absolutely right uh we're all cross people and we all get angry uh about different things but religions really stir it up and it's it's people's sort of private beliefs that they don't want to have interfered with now i don't know what happens to you when you die i don't, i don't to be honest i don't really care i don't really care because it'll happen whatever it is um, but religion is used to try and frighten people to behave in a certain way, and if people don't behave in a certain way, then people who feel that they are uh, given some kind of power by a religion try to inflict their views on everybody else. Not all religions, but definitely the main ones that we will have to worry about, whether they're going to start the next world war or not. And we've got people in the Middle East, these nutters called ISIS, who are carrying out kind of public executions, teaching children to kill. They're doing this, some of them actually think in the name of a god, or these kids at home are get, who are getting radicalised. And then you look at the Middle East and the, the two lots of people, because of their religious beliefs, they can't, they can't get on with each other. They can't actually... I mean, a lot of people can. It's, it, it's the religious leaders that keep it going, isn't it? And then here in this country, we're no better. I mean, the history of Christianity and its condemnation of people who didn't believe what Christians believed. I mean, the complete sort of annihilation of belief patterns in Africa and everywhere else when the Christian uh, missionaries went in and, and tried to change everybody's way of life. I mean, just appalling. Just appalling. I've got that off my system. Well, I forgot where I was. Oh, yeah, so, so Donald Trump. Um, at least he said, listen, I, I, I will help and I would like... Whether it's a one-state system, a two-state system, or any sort of system, whatever system suits you guys is the best system, and please, can we get to it, and can we have some peace? I couldn't agree with Donald Trump more about that. 
You're very quiet. Am I doing this show all on my own? Well, you are, yes. I mean, I'm just here to produce the show. Um, but everything you said, I agree with. Uh, well, listen, be very careful, because remember... Uh, the North Koreans, if they don't like what you say, he's a fat prat, isn't he, the leader of North Korea? I'm going to get jabbed with a needle. No, I think it was a face, face cloth or a spray. Right, I'm never washing my face again. You know, Kim Jong face ache. <laughs> I mean, what a pillock. What a pillock. Um, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the funniest thing, I mean, it's all, almost like the Keystone Cops. When... Um, his, his half-brother being killed, the North Koreans. I didn't even know they were allowed to have embassies in other countries, but they've got one apparently in uh, Kuala Lumpur. And so they chased the body to the hospital, demanding to have the body back. Here's a bloke who'd been thrown out of North Korea. And the North Korean diplomats, oh, by the way, they stopped because they got hungry. It was their lunchtime, so they stopped for KFC. Um, they chased, they wanted the body back. Luckily, uh, they were told, no, they couldn't have it back. What were they going to do? Take it away and try and hide the evidence? It does sound that way, yeah. Mm. Bizarre. I, don't, I, I, I mean, it, it, if it wasn't so serious, and if the people of North Korea didn't have such a terrible life and existence, of course, they don't know they have, because they're not allowed to know anything about the outside world, you would think in this day and age, wouldn't you, that that wouldn't be possible to cut uh, a nation off like that. They uh, they send uh, memory sticks with news footage in on tied to balloons when they float. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I don't... You know, they can't be that tough. They're a fairly backward country. They're led by a child um, who who's doesn't like people, so he has his relatives taken out and executed because he doesn't like them or he thinks they're a threat. I mean, it must be an appalling place. I, I, why don't we do something? Are we not able to, to control people like that or are we just not bothered as long as he doesn't come out of his country, we'll keep him there? I think the fear is he's going to nuke his neighbouring countries, though, isn't it? Well, I don't think he's... I, I think if he had the possibility of doing it, he'd probably have tried by now. Um, I don't think he's got the possibility of doing it, and I'm sure that we have uh, the country completely under surveillance. Everything they do is seen by our satellites, and we'll have spies in there. We know everything that's going on. I just wonder why we haven't bothered to go in and remove him. Maybe he's small fry. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, just interesting, isn't it? Mind you, they don't have religion, so maybe I'm arguing against myself. Um, all right, should we do other? Should we have the uh, this letter from Terry Garvey, and then have a piece of music? Yeah, can I can I play the the jingle for the uh, the Wales Mail then? Oh, have you not? Well, I didn't play it before. You just jumped straight in with the letter. Oh, okay. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch, all you've got to do is uh, email me at jameswhaleradio at gmail dot com. Um, uh, this is from Terry Garvey. Uh, dear Mr. Whale, I heard you on television this morning banging on about the church's stand on homosexuality. Can you explain to me why people like you do not say anything about the Muslim stand on the subject? Why is it okay for one religion but not for the other? I would also like to know if gays had not been allowed to stay at a Muslim-run B&B, what would you have said about that? I think that everybody should be allowed to find love with whoever they like. The difference between you and me, it would seem, is I don't mind saying it, 
Are you all too frightened to say what you think, or is it that Christianity is a soft target? I look forward to your reply, if you have the nerve. You're completely f***ing stupid, Garvey. Are you a complete tosser? I probably spend more of my time having a go about all religions, not just one. In fact, I think I've already had a go at it on this programme today, haven't I? You have, yes. You know, let me, let me, let me actually spell this out for you, no mark, all right? Muslims who think it's perfectly acceptable to torture and then to execute people because of their sexuality are flipping idiots. They're nutcases. They have no relationship with a god, if there is one, whatsoever. Any religion, any member of a religion who agrees with the stance on sexuality is really, quite frankly, one of the most disgusting and deplorable creatures on the planet. Do I make myself clear, Garvey? Do you understand what I'm saying? Or are you too blinkered in your views? I don't care whether you're a flipping Christian or a Muslim or any other religion. If you look down on other people because they don't behave in the way you think they should, then it is you that have the problems, not us. And if you can't stand somebody because they're slightly different, in my view, there is no difference between somebody who's a racist about the colour of somebody's skin, uh, or somebody who is homophobic or phobic about something because of the way somebody behaves. And I don't give a stuff whether you're a Muslim or a Christian or a bloody whatever, the Raelian or any other sort of stupid religion. Uh, if, if, if you are upset about somebody's sexual orientation, then you need to get a life. Now, Mr Garvey... Have you got anything else you'd like to say? Or will I be receiving a long letter of apology and a box of my favourite chocolates in the near future? Just to clarify, those chocolates are... Terry's Black Magic. <laughs> I've heard of them for a long time. Terry's Black Magic. OK, I'll make a or note of that. Or if you prefer, send me a couple of chocolate oranges. Oh, Quite yeah. Quite like those. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. 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 Um, OK, let's... I uh, think we've dealt with that, haven't we? Uh, keep your letters coming in. Uh, I do love to get letters. Uh, JamesWellRadio at gmail.com. And, yeah, I know if you send a letter telling me how wonderful the show is, I, I, I probably won't read it out. I'll do that. I'll read them out. Yeah, yeah. OK. Um, so, should we have a bit of music right here? Yeah, we'll put a bit of music in. Yeah. Uh, what bit of music should we have? Um, what about the one that I put on the piece of paper in front of you earlier? Do you know, I'm just I'm just looking for that. Well, why don't well, listen? Why don't we have uh, Abel rise? Can you hear that? Yeah, that is my dog trying to get into the studio. <laughs> Hang on, just a minute. Hold okay. on. Hold on. What? What do you want? Hey. Eh? Are you coming to sit up with me? Come on. Come here. Come here. There we are. Right. Daisy's doing the show. Yes. Mm. Say hello. Woof. Say hello. Woof. Say. Yeah, what do you think of the microphone? <laughs> hey. <laughs> that was what... <laughs> <laughs> are you all right? Are you a good girl? Wee. 
What do you want? What? What are you doing? Me? What do you want? Yeah? You give me a kiss? Yeah? Okay. Um, <laughs> um, right, okay. Abel Rise the Cane. They're an alternative post-rock band from Teesside. I've always wanted some alternative post-rock on this show. Does sound quite good, doesn't it? The post bit. I think it. I think yeah. I think it's very good. And by the way, we're we're looking for some more reggae bands as well. Get in touch, jameswellradio at gmail.com. We'll get back to you. Uh, this is a track that's called Every Rise. Every rise has a fall. I watch you parade your stuff around.
Uh, so there we are. Abel raised the cane. It's a bit religious when you think about it. And every rise. Thank you for that. Don't forget to get in touch. JamesWhaleRadio at gmail.com. Or go to our website, jameswhaleradio.co.uk. While you're there, uh, I need to send so lots of books because they're clugging up my, ba- my my garage at the moment. So um, can we uh, can we sort that out? Can you, you know... Should we have a sale and sell some cheaper? Yeah, buy two, get one for the same price. Oh, buy one and get two for the same price? No. No, that doesn't work. That that works in their favour. Okay. Well, you could you could put an yeah put an advert out. Buy one and I'll give you one for free. Buy one, get one free. You you want to do that? Yeah. A bog off. Right. For, for... yeah, buy one get one free for for, the, yeah. for this for this uh, next month month of March. Anyone who buys a book will get another book for free to give to a friend. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yes, the, 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 the life story of the incredible James Whale, whoever he was, and uh, uh, finishing, of course, uh, on this one uh, uh, when he left Talk Radio for the first time, and now, of course, back on Talk Radio, sort of 10 years later. Time for another book. So get this one now, and then I'll probably have to write another one. Now, we talked about the Synod uh, of the Church of England uh, saying no to same-sex marriage. Um, Mind you, they're still pontificating about it, if you will. Um, And I asked the question on Facebook this week, if Jesus was around today, would he be so judgmental? Because he was very friendly with blokes, wasn't he? He was very friendly with blokes, yes. Yeah. In fact, I think he only had one woman in his life, didn't he? Yeah, he preferred the company of men more than women. Yeah. And I'm saying nothing, but, you know, and why not? Lots of men do. Uh, John Phelan says, Jesus is still around today if you're a Christian. Really? Okay. Uh, Martin Brammer says uh, he wasn't around 2,000 years ago, so it wouldn't really matter. Take worship of sky fairies out of the equation to solve 95% of world war violence intolerance and let people marry who the hell they like. I have to admit, Martin, I'm probably uh, leaning to the way you feel. Um, Jeff Samuel says he was a Jew. In those days, he would be married at 13. Come on, we live in a different time and a different world. Get over it. Um, Tina Gain says if Jesus was around today, he would be on the Jeremy Kyle show as Joseph would be demanding a DNA test. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kathy Hall says the Bible was written by man uh, and so many translations who truly know what it says well yeah or if it matters to be honest with you Um, Gus says if Jesus were alive today making assumptions um, he'd be accused by the government inciting hatred on religious grounds and possibly have extradition orders against him yeah, good point. Uh, Grand Valley says, if people kept their sex lives in the bedroom, who would know or care? Another good point. Um, Richard Elm, uh, or Richard Elam, I think, uh, says the Synod is out of touch with modern life, never mind being judgmental and hypocritical. And Darren Weston said, if God made mankind in its own image and gave us free will, then God decrees we accept homosexual people. Nobody in this day and age should still be talking about this. The church needs to come into the 21st century and change before it becomes extinct. Here, here, Darren. Uh, and David Macbeth Church is and always will be its own God with its own ethics, always bent. 
Uh, loads of loads of responses. Uh, Christine Yvonne Stewart says Adam and Eve, more like Adam and Steve. Uh, Gary Elmo says, I think if Jesus were alive today, he would be thinking, bugger going to the cross. These people aren't worth the effort. He'd also be hated by the Daily Mail. <laughs> and one last one. David Jason Knight says, Jesus would not care who is gay. And I tend to agree with that as well. Um, so there we are, the argument. I can't believe it. We're still in this the 21st century and we're still arguing about things like this. We argue about, you know, um, what, what sort of sexuality people have. Uh, people of certain religions, you're a Muslim or a Jew uh, or a staunch Christian, I suppose, uh, you can't eat certain foods, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, just bizarre. Why? Well, for what reason? For what reason? Um, you've got to cover your heads in certain places. And, and why? My brother, who is, by the way, a very religious man, um, his, his answer to this, and I, we don't talk about it because otherwise, you know, we'd fall out and he's my brother, so, you know, uh, I don't want to fall out with him. Uh, he would probably fall out with... Well, no, I don't think he would, actually, because he he's quite a, a laid-back person. Um, but, you know, his, his answer is if you don't like the club, if you don't want to join the... Or what is, how does he say? If you, if you join the club, you've got to follow the rules. Really? I mean, but they're b bizarre rules. I can't eat pork. I can't do this. I've got to wear that. I can't do the other. Well, what? 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 And some people say, well, every, you know, if you've got a job in the city of London, you've got to wear a suit and a tie. If you're a politician, you have to dress in a certain way. If you do, I suppose we are, we are, aren't we? Um, constrained by the conforming to, to other people's wishes. Isn't that the fact? You know, we, we don't do things if it makes us stand out from the crowd. And then, of course, people who succeed usually do stand out from the crowd, and that's why they succeed in every walk of life. That was a bit deep, wasn't it? Very deep. I'm going to a same-sex marriage this year. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to it. Yeah, and why not? In a church? I don't think so. It's somewhere in Scotland. So look out, mm. Scotland, here I come. Oh, well, that'll be interesting. The people of Scotland, uh, I don't think they've done anything to deserve that, but there we are. Um, now, shall we, uh, shall we do your, uh, your, your little bit? Because you've not been very talkative today. I do seem to have been doing most of the talking during this programme. Uh, so why don't you do tech talk? Tell us about your fabulous time you've had at the movies, all that sort of stuff. Well, I'll just put my feet up for a bit. Take it away, Robbo. OK, well, I haven't been to the movies this week. I was supposed to oh, go. Oh, so I'll have to fill in even more. Cheers for that. I was supposed to go to the movies. I was going to go and see that Fifty Shades of um, that darker one, dark grey. Pervert. Pervert. But uh, I'm going at the weekend, I think. Should we just do tech talk then? I'm just going to let you get on with it. I okay. Mean, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Nokia. I suppose you're not a professional broadcaster. No, no, I'm so not. One can forgive you for being a bit crap. Thank you for the experience. Hmm. I'm just going to sit here, look out of my window at the blue sky. And OK, right. So the, the Nokia 3310 oh, is coming oh, back. Tired. Oh, sorry, I'm interrupting you. I do beg your pardon. That's OK. Yeah. I'm used to it. Uh, there's a new Sinclair C5 on its way. No, we, so we, didn't you want to start with the Nokia? Oh, I gave up with that. <laughs> Why? Well, I've was, got one here. There was something more interesting. actually in the, in the office here. Have you? Yeah. One of the new in ones. In its box as well. <laughs> or a, vinti a vintage one. 
well, one I had whenever they came out. I've got nearly every phone here that I ever had. I like the Nokia 2110. Really? Yeah, it was flatter. <clears throat> yeah, but that's when you wanted flat stuff. I like something with a bit of meat. Uh, Facebook now, if you watch videos... It, I don't know why I bother. I mean, you're just going to say something while I'm talking. I'm not. I'm just sitting here. I'm just sitting here. Right, go on. Talk to me about Nokia, first of all, and carry on. Come on. Well, Nokia are coming, making a big comeback, and one of the things they're doing is bringing back the vintage 3310 phone. Why, when everybody needs a, a, an Android phone? Because it lasts for a week on its charge, and you can throw it against the wall and it won't break. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, is it is it going to have Android features? Is it going to have you know all the stuff you have on your iPhone or your whatever smartphone you use? No, it's it's not a smartphone. It's just a phone. You can do texting on it. So you can text on it, and I presume you has it got a camera? No, no. Okay, all right. You play snakes on it though. Oh, good, good, good. And I suppose it'll be popular. No, I don't think so. Oh, right. Okay. Because if you want a 3310, you just go on eBay and buy one for a fiver. <laughs> Why would you buy one from Nokia at £100 or whatever they're going to charge for it? Good point. I don't know. Just because you need a phone which doesn't have all the other bits. I'm, th I'm thinking, by the way, of upgrading my iPhone to a 7 or a 6. Have you found me a case for my phone yet? Because I'm still I can't working. find one. All the cases for 6s and 7s. You keep breaking all the ones I send you. Yeah, well, you send me ridiculous ones. That last one you sent me <laughs> with the magnet on the f I, I nearly broke the phone. It kept falling off the magnet. <laughs> um, Sinclair C5 is on its way back, but a new version of it. Yeah, Mrs. W's got one here. What, Sinclair C5? No, no, this phone with a with a, a magnetic look. And it, it's really strong. A really strong magnet. Well, why don't you steal hers? Because she wouldn't let me. I tried. Oh, okay. It's a very thin black one with a, a popper, um, and it's very nice. I want one like that. Can you get me one like that? Yeah, I'll get you one like that. Good, okay. Um, and do you think I should upgrade the phone next year or the year after? Upgrade it when you like. It's up to you yeah. when you want to upgrade your phone. No, I can't. I have to upgrade it when it doesn't cost me anything. <sighs> Where were we? Oh, sorry, I interrupted you, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, haven't you got a Sinclair C5? I, I have, yeah. The new Sinclair C5... Um, it's a new version. It's it's basically an electric bike with a big bubble over it to keep you uh, dry in the rain. Yeah, uh, it goes back. Do you ever use out. your Sinclair C5? And no, no, I did when I first no. got it. How much is it worth? In the condition it's in the moment, probably about six hundred pounds. Why don't we give it away as a prize on the program? No, because it's uh, it's going to be used <laughs> when we do the new TV show, if you remember. Yeah, but we could. Why don't we raffle it and get people to buy a raffle ticket at a quid each? Yeah, we could do that, couldn't we? We could. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear that? No, I can't hear that at all. I can't hear oh, the dog right, barking. Okay, no. Yeah. yeah, no, that's Daisy May messing about. Messing about. Uh, there's a pigeon outside, and it refuses to be frightened off by looking at it through the window. Is it a funkypigeon.com? Probably is a funkypigeon.com, but she's now yelling at it. She's stopped now. Um, she's in a very strange mood today. I'm going to have to take her out in a minute. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, okay. So you're going to keep the Sinclair C5. We'll feature it in the new TV show. Yes. We'll, we'll, the guests right. will come in on the C5. That's a good idea, as long as they're able to bend down that far. 
That's true. <laughs> squeeze themselves into a space for a child. That's it. Oh, it's plenty of room. Is there? Yeah. All right. So that's coming back. By his uh, his nephew has, mm. has made it, not himself. Yeah, I saw that on the telly. I don't think it'll sell. It will do, because there's a lot of people that have a C5 that will upgrade to it. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, you are getting one, are you? I won't get one, no. No, not much, you won't. Um, how much is it? I don't know. There's no price. It's just prototyping at the moment. It's just driving around, being tested. Mm. Yeah, I see. Okay. I think we'll get. We'll probably get electric bikes that look not unlike a motorbike or, or the old scooter before long. Oh, they, they already exist. You can get those. Do they? Yes, yes. E-scooters. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about the ones you know that are bicycles with a kind of electrical pack on the back. I mean proper. No, no, mopeds with the electric motors in them. They exist. Do they? And oh, they're right. very cheap. Yeah. I tell you what, I am getting so pissed off with the cyclists in in London at the moment. Uh, they are just a damned nuisance. They are a, they are a complete waste of space. They are sadly two more were killed the other day, uh, and I am surprised that more aren't killed. They ride. They don't. They ride fast because we've got all these cycle lanes, so they ride fast. They don't look where they're going in many cases, uh, and they assume that uh, traffic is just going to get out of their way. Well, you know, if if for one moment they use their intelligence, I don't know what happens with people, because I presume most cyclists drive a car. Um, and it's it's the same way that, you you, you know, you walk... When you're pedestrianising, you walk... That's the word I just made up. Uh, you walk across the road and you look at a car and think, are you, you going to really hit me? You walk slowly across the road. We've all done it. Um, and of course, sometimes the car might not be able to stop. You're an idiot to yourselves. We are just people have got to start treating each other with respect. Car drivers do treat cyclists with respect because they know that if there is a conflict between them, that they're likely to kill the cyclists, and nobody wants to be responsible for doing that. But the cyclists have got to start behaving and one of the biggest problems is that none of them can be recognized that they do what the hell they like i would like to see uh, in in towns and cities all over the country if you ride a bicycle on the roads um, you should have to have a high visibility jacket with a recognizable registration number on your back so that if you have been the cause of an accident or you have broken a law then you need to be accountable the cyclists that worry me are the ones that have earphones in, listening to music while they're cycling. That's or listening to us. Yeah, don't don't cycle and listen to us. No, I mean completely stupid. Some of these people, they they've got no flipping brains at all. Unless you're on an exercise bike, you can do that. Yeah, I don't mind what you do, or a mountain bike, uh, off roading, um, as long as you're not off roading down a footpath where there are people walking. Um, so, what what are we? Where are we up to now? I've got to apologise. What for? Uh, last week's uh, show, we uh, asked the question, do we keep ketchup in the fridge mm. or in the cupboard? And uh, your friend David Bell sent me a photograph of a oh, yeah. bottle of ketchup. And he'd zoomed into the bit that clearly states, once opened, keep refrigerated. Really? Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I told you, I always keep mine in the fridge. So there we go. You know mm. best. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we are. Has David Bell got in touch with you yet? 
No, he, well, not on the thing that you're thinking of, but he was obviously letting me know yeah. about the ketchup, which is yeah, more important. Well, come on, David, we, you know, we're, we're some business we could be doing with David. Tell him to get his finger out. Oh, I had a new business idea this week. Oh, yeah, good. Last last week at the end of the show, I, I uh, put a song together. It took me about five minutes. And it's about, you know, a minute long. And I'm thinking of registering it for PRS so that every time someone right. puts our shows out, if I make some music every week... We get an income. Well, that's a good idea. I mean, well, can I write the song so I'll get a writer's income as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do that. Why if you should like. you get all the writer's income? Well, let's write it together. Yeah. Well, well, we'll share the royalties. Have you got a pen? Let's do it now. Okay. Go on. What's the first line? Hey, baby whale. Hey, baby whale. I hear you hail. I hear you hail. Everything's gonna be all right. Everything's gonna be all right. Just listen to the James Whale Show tonight. Just listen to the James Whale Show tonight. Hail, hail, the James Whale. Hail, hail, the James Whale. There we are. Right, that's another 50p. Good, okay. Um, Register that. And uh, off we go. Uh, did you see the story about city workers banned from drinking during the day? I take it it's alcohol you're referring to. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, obviously alcohol. I mean, in the city of London, uh, this, this actually happened in Lloyd's of London, uh, but in the city of London, uh, you know, people go out for a, a, a lunchtime libation. That's a strong word for this time of day. Yeah, I know. I, I, I do. I, Stephen Fry isn't the only one who knows long words. Um, so you can go out for a lunchtime libation and they're all there standing on the pavements outside the pubs having a drink and everything. Um, so this apparently is going to be stopped. Um, and I wonder how people would feel if if their employer said to them, you can't have a drink at lunchtime. You can't go to the pub at lunchtime. It's out of out of bounds. Uh, Mariella said, or Mariella said, good grief. Has it been allowed all this time? I should hope they are banned from drinking during work. Uh it's the norm in virtually all workplaces in the US, as it should be. You don't get paid for lowering your ability to work and endangering others. Uh, Mariella, yes, but we are we are slightly more talented over here than the, uh, the the Yanks. The Yanks need all their faculties about them. The Brits, well, we can manage, to be honest. Uh, Roberto Fernandez says, how would newspaper journalists survive? I don't know, how would any journalist survive if they're going to have a drink at lunchtime? It just wouldn't happen, would it? I mean, obviously, there are some jobs. I mean, you can't be a bus driver, a train driver and drink, or a pilot. You can't be a nurse or a doctor and drink. I mean, you can't operate uh, machinery and drink. I mean, it's pretty obvious. But bankers? And, and you know, what does it matter? They cock everything up anyway. Um, uh, Tina Gain says, I'm surprised that they were allowed to before. Colin Tom says, on the railway, you can seldom drink much the night before a shift. Quite right, too. I agree with that. Uh, Jonathan Ackworth, yes, because after a pint, they do naff all the rest of the day and just become a nuisance. Um, Annie Vaguely says, sackable offence in my job. Quite a lot of jobs you'd be sacked if you drank. Uh, David says, I worked in the city for 20-odd years, James, and it was a requirement of the job to go out and have a few drinks at lunchtime. Uh, Josh Holzman said, I agree, because there have been stories about people getting into trouble, and just because they earn a lot of money, there's no excuse for bad behaviour. 
whatever you do. And I think people should take responsibility for their actions. I agree with you, Josh. You know, if you come back from work unable to do the job, you should be sacked. You should be sacked. But I don't think you tell adults what they can and cannot do, um, you know, in their own time. And presumably lunchtime is their own time. And if they go out and if they have a few drinks and come back and are unable to do their job, get rid of them. Um, Teresa Quinlan uh, says, when I started work in the 80s, it was the norm to take clients out for a long, boozy lunch. Teresa, don't you work in PR, dear? I think that's Teresa I know. Um, Rob says, Rob Renshaw uh, says, duty of care would suggest that this is the way forward. Consider, if drink affects judgment, then what's to say it wouldn't cause havoc in certain situations, obviously. And Andy Swan, good old Andy Swan, he's always on. I don't believe in banning things. We need to allow adults to make their own decisions and expect the consequences, whatever they may be, if they make the wrong ones. Very good point. Very good point. Very good point. Come on, sober up, for goodness sake. Are you talking to me again? Yes, for goodness, you've fallen on the floor. <laughs> sober up. Mm. Uh, we asked a question as well on... Uh, check out our Facebook site, which you can find from our website, of course. Yeah. And uh, we asked, is the future looking rosy with all the cock-ups around the world? Is the future looking rosy? Um, Sally Leggett says, no, James, the country and indeed the world is overpopulated. There is too much violence, greed, disrespect and too much hatred for it ever to get back on its toes. It's all down to religion, isn't it, Sally, really? Uh, Claire Oddie says, uh, we can but hope, James, but I doubt it. Here's a hug. Thank you. Uh, Mark Powell, depends how far you're looking ahead. Kerry Swan says, only for the libtards wearing their rose-tinted glasses. Um, Karen's homemade... Homemade what, Karen? Um, absolutely. We get to listen to the James Ware radio show. Oh, that's nice. Give her another plug, shall we? Karen's homemade. Karen's homemade what? Uh, bibs. How do you know that? She's a friend of mine on Facebook. She's one of the three fans that I've got. Homemade dribble bibs, <laughs> she used to be called. She shortened her name to Homemade. Oh, right. And she's one of my uh, three fans. You're not doing very well, are you? Me? Yeah, you said that twice. Yeah. You said twice and now three times. <laughs> you've only got three fans. I'm surprised you've got that many. Um, Guy Murray says, uh, not if you're a rhino, an elephant, a lion, a tiger or a pangolin. What is a pangolin, Lynn? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> ask, ask, uh, um, what's his face? Stephen Fry. Yeah, ask him. Uh, Leslie Duffy says, no, it's looking crap. Wish I was still driving my wagon and talking to you on the radio. Oh, Leslie. I wish you were still driving your wagon. You can talk to me on the radio. Call me any night, Monday to Thursday, after 7 o'clock on Talk Radio. Uh, 0344-499-1000 is the number. Uh... Kai Wen May says a few months ago it looked like I would be pushing up daisies. Rosie is good. The future is rosy. Um, well, I'm glad about that. Well done. And Mark Moody says like a distant nuclear glow. I wish I hadn't asked the question now, really, when I think about it. I'm just going to try and achieve a fourth fan for next week. You won't get one. 
You won't get one. I can guarantee it. Um, right, shall we do the questions? Because I think we've almost come to the end of yeah, our long we'll do the questions. Uh, questions for yeah. the whale this week are Rob James. Yeah, I'm just sitting back in my chair, getting comfortable, moving the microphone. Right. Okay, off you go. Uh, Rob James, do Eskimos ever get bored with their weather forecasts? No, because if you actually ever go to the Arctic or the Antarctic or the North Pole, you will know that the weather is generally very changeable. Karen Clift. Why has the weather improved dramatically in Blackpool since I moved there 18 months ago and has gone worse in the Midlands where I used to live? Um, this is uh, purely psychological and it always happens. It's the same way when you buy a car a particular sort of car, you see thousands of them everywhere you go. Uh, when you move house, uh, where you move to always seems better than where you moved from. It's just a, the way the mind works. Fraser Ramsey. I bet Stephen Fry couldn't have answered that one. No. No, I, 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 no he definitely couldn't. Mm. Uh, Fraser Ramsey. When is it Rob Oldfield's birthday? Are you going to make him a jelly tots cake? And how are your giblets? Uh, giblets are good, and no, I'm not. You're not going to make me a cake? No. Can you buy me a cake? I might do. Okay. Sorry. Gene Matheson. Why do people who can't drive all drive during rush hour? I don't know. Same reason why they cycle, I suppose, as well. Uh, just people who are stupid. Or well, Sunday. It's true. Well, Sunday, yeah. Sunday drivers. There are too many stupid people on yeah. the road. I've never understood why people who, who don't know what they're doing and they can't make a decision and, and cause me to do all sorts of stupid things on the road because of their inability to read the road. I don't know. I don't know. But I wish they'd all bugger off. Uh, Andy Swan. He has a question Again? for you. Yeah, well, he's a big fan of yours, obviously. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, that's nice to know, Andy. Buy a book, get one free, mate. Andy, I'm always available as a friend on Facebook. <laughs> Don't do that, Andy. It wouldn't be nice. <laughs> Why is it 96% of all drivers in the US are automatic drivers, and in the UK it's less than 20%? Are they just lazy, or are we just stupid? We're just stupid. I haven't had a car with gears now for 20 years. Um, I don't, why, why, would, why would you want to be shifting a gear when you can drive and enjoy the driving without having to worry about the gear. And anyway, an automatic car, you just change gear differently. Um, if you know how to drive an automatic car properly, you know that you can change the gear by the acceleration and the way you accelerate. I bought an American car about 17 years ago. Yes. And that came with the automatic gearbox. And at the time, I thought, oh, it's an automatic car. Oh, I don't want an automatic car. And then after a week, I mm. swear you'll never go back to driving a manual car. You will car. never go back. No, you're absolutely right. Auto, uh, you know, uh, and I hear this all the time. Oh, it's not like driving, is it? Oh, yes, it is. It is. Uh, people who, who, for some reason, like to change gear are sad get to a roundabout and you have to change gear. Yeah. You, you get to the traffic lights and you have to sort of put the thing, your clutch down and put it in, in your neutral and handbrake on. There is on. absolutely oh. nothing worse than driving in traffic with a car with gears. And you, you must f*** up the engine no end. And your left foot sits on a nice footrest and doesn't have to yeah. move. Yeah. 
Right, last question. Uh, Kevin Walsh. With all this health and safety everywhere... I'll put a comma there. Get on with it. You, your inability to read never fails to amaze me. Is it about time that there were signs that say dry paint? No, it isn't. Is that, that's the answer, is it? No, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, we asked a question. I've given him an answer. No, it's not. You don't need... What a ridiculous question. If you're going to ask a ridiculous question, expect a ridiculous answer. Kevin, I still like you, and if you want to be my friend on Facebook, just add me. Don't be his friend. Right, I'm going to go and take Daisy May out for a walk. Uh, see you guys later. Don't forget, join me on Talk Radio Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from uh, 7 o'clock in the evening. If you are uh, if you prefer Saturday, I'm on BBC Radio Kent from 10 in the morning. Um, and all these programs, you can phone us and we can have a chat about, or you can join us right back here on the James Well Radio Show podcast, uh, which you can pick up off the website at jameswellradio.co.uk. In the meantime, if anybody wants to be his friend on Facebook, go on, you might as well. Yay! Listening to the James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash show or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.